What is up everybody? It is Dan from Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office at the new shop. Uh, I know it's been a long time since I've recorded another uh, podcast, but uh, here I am. Uh, it is, you know, August. It is hotter than shit. Uh, I love it. I enjoy the hot weather. It really takes it out of me, but um, I just, I really, really like it. So it was uh, about 95 today. We got some pop-up thunderstorms out there. They are crashing around. You might hear some background noise. Um, could be those. Um, Tom's out working. Uh, radio's going out in the shop, so you might hear some background music. I cracked myself a fresh frosty monster because it was cold and I am hot. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's dig into this uh episode first thing i want to say is thank you for everyone's support and uh and all the likes and shares and comments and all that stuff um i know there was a hiatus in here and uh so um i plan on being back at this thing pretty uh pretty regular probably once a week while we're still getting settled um uh, and then because we are still settling in believe it or not um but uh yeah, um, I just appreciate everyone's support and and all the comments and things like that. So um, please uh, like us, share us, subscribe to the channels, um, and you know YouTube, all the social media platforms. We're making new videos. I'm talking to um, <laughs> some high school kids that are doing production for me on some more polished uh, how-to videos. And, uh, so we'll see, uh, see how that goes, but, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for everything. So, uh, you know, I just can't be too grateful. That's the thing as I try and, you know, say thank you for everything and, and just let everyone know that, you know, I might, I might forget at the time or something, but, um, you know, it's, I'm grateful. I very, I am it's every day. I roll in here and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to just know that this is my job. So anyway, um, so I've been doing a lot of, um, axle narrowings and cut and turns on scout two housings. I've got a lot of jobs coming in. Um, uh, we got a spring over in the shop right now. We have a spring over that's coming in right after it. And there's a spring over happening out in the, in the wild that, uh, we, um, are supplying the, the front axle for. So, um, I may have covered this in previous podcasts, but, uh, you know, never hurts to cover it again. I like to use GM axles. Uh, front axle specifically, um, Dana 44s, 73 to about 83. Um, they stopped using the 44s and the half tons, uh, in like 79 or something. They started with the 10 bolt. I'm not super up on my GM shit. I just know that, um, a lot of times 
when I'm looking for a 44, I just stick for that, you know, late 70s, early 80s range. Um, 10 bolts are fine in the full-size trucks. You know, if you're you're swapping out your closed knuckle um, 44 for something with disc brakes and, and all that, then uh, um, it's, uh, it's a lot better. Not, it's better than what you got, but a 10 bolt is still a 10 bolt. So... Um, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, people have their preferences about the, about the front ends and, you know, the 10 bolts are kind of their own animal. They use 44 outers, same brakes, same stub shaft hubs, all that stuff. Um, but, um, you know, the inners is what's different, the inner shafts and all that. So, um, you know, if it's going in a, in a pickup or travel all that, sees light four-wheel drive use, um, not going to lift it, not going to have big tires, not going to work it hard, then um, uh, then a 10-bolt is fine. And, um, you know, but if you're going to go big tires or something else, then um, I would go with a 44 just because of the availability of, of stronger parts and, and that sort of stuff. Um but as far as scout scouts go, um, we narrow down forty fours um, because that's scout stuff. So we just you know take three and a half inches off one side. It's three point five three, and then off the short side, and then uh, three point two two off of the long side, and that makes the uh, Chevy Axle Scout 2 width. And then, uh, yeah. So I guess the way I go about doing that is I grind all the weld off of the off of the C. That's what that thing at the end of the axle tubes is. It's just a big C. That's where the ball joints go. Um, grind all the weld, drive them off with a four pound sledge. And then you measure from the end of the tube 3.22 or and then from the other side 3.53 chop it off there uh, we use a chop saw and you know as long as we can chuck it in there and it's you know that it's square and flat and straight uh, it's no big deal um, you know I'm not too concerned about sparks and hot chips and stuff flying into the hole into the diff because um, the center section gets pulled anyways and we put new axle seals in the you know uh, at the inside of the pumpkin there um so then the whole thing gets cleaned out and swabbed with a wire brush and rag on a stick and all that stuff so um you know i'm not too concerned about chips and shavings making it down the tube when we're doing the 44 narrowings uh, it's a little different when i'm doing a cut and turn on a scout housing because a lot of times you're not taking the gears out you're not opening up you know yeah i still open the pumpkin up of course and and put new clean it out put new oil in but you know the the amount of stuff going down the tubes isn't nearly as um as much but you still got to keep it sealed up so you don't get grit in there but anyway so narrow down the chevy housing that way grind the weld knock the seas off cut the uh Cut the um, tube to length, clean it up with a 
red Scotch-Brite and then uh, drive them back on. Make sure you mark the sides, right and left or long and short or however you want to identify it. Drive them on there. I put the axle on a jack on jack stands and I use I have a digital angle finder and I put that on the flat machined pad uh, and I set it at zero and then that normally gives it about four or five degrees of pinion angle and then uh, which you don't want a ton of pinion angle uh, on, a, on a stock scout or uh, you you know, four inch lift scout, a sprung over scout. You don't want a ton of pinion angle. You want some just to alleviate that, that U joint, but you know, pointing it at right up at the transfer case becomes problematic when you're like really wheeling it and stuff. Cause when you flex hard, you actually push the pinion the other direction beyond the travel and it can bind up going that way too. Um, you know, so I just go just under, just under pointing it at the transfer case um, on really big lifts or trucks with a lot of travel. Um, the, um, but on stock scouts and scouts with like a four inch lift, you just give it like five degrees of pinion angle. And then, um, and I give it five degrees of, of negative caster. Um, you roll the the C's get tipped back, you know, back like you know, if the front of the truck is the front of the truck, you want the the ball top ball joint, the adjustable ball joint, to roll to the back to the rear of the truck. Uh, I put five degrees in there, and then what you have to do on a scout because the way it hits the leaf springs is that the leaf springs aren't flat; there actually is a there's like four degrees of angle in the leaf spring. So we use a four degree caster shim turned around backwards, fat side to the back. And that offsets the caster angle that the springs put into it. Um, And so then everything stays how I set it. It's a, it's a fucking process and I've had to go through this, you know, a lot of times to get just how I want it. Um, You know, so, so when in that process, when we're narrowing it, I get the caster set, then I weld on a new spring perch on the long side tube because it's, you know, scout two. So it's two and a two inch wide springs instead of the two and a half. So the Chevy's so, and they're different spacing. So I weld a new perch on and then on the cast side, so that the axle will stay centered in the um, housing. I actually take a carbide burr and I take the center pin, the locator hole in that cast perch, and I slot it half inch, uh, just over half inch towards the differential because that because the scout spring is two inch wide, it needs to be right up against the, the machined edge of the pumpkin. Um, so you got to... I elongate that hole a little bit and then, uh, and then you can use traditional, um, U-bolt plates and U-bolts and all that stuff. So, um, works out, works out good that way. Um, not my favorite, not, you know, it's a little bit, I don't know what you call it. 
I don't want to call it hack, but it's a little hack to just slot that cast perch. But what are you going to do? You can't make a new perch. I, I don't like to just drill a hole because then the two holes are almost right next to each other. And that, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that either. So I just slot it with the carbide burr. It only takes a second. It's cast. It's pretty soft. So, um, and then, yeah, the, then the only thing left is shock mounts. And I don't normally weld those on until after it's in the truck. And I can really get a good idea of, of just how it's laying out. Um, you know, I can get close. I can get pretty close with them. But uh, I like them to be in the truck, roughly bolted in and and on some weight you know have a fair amount of weight on the truck then i can set up the shocks the way that i i like to set them up um and as far i mean that's that's pretty much it um you know being a 44 you can take your 44 scout gear set out and you just pay attention you know if it says on the end of the pinion it'll say like plus four minus three and then the Chevy 44, you look at it, and if it says, you know, plus two or minus two, then that helps you decide what um, carrier shims that you need to use because you can't put a you can't put a minus three into a plus two and have it run correctly. You need to have being you know the same shim packs. So, you know, so you have to make, if you're putting a plus three into a minus two, you have to make your plus three a minus two. And that's by removing shims or whatever. The, the manual is really great at laying out how you do that. There's tons of resources online. Uh, Yukon is good. They've got good instructions about how to do the math on what shims to add or remove. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, if you're setting up brand new gears, that's a whole different animal and I'm not even going to begin to get a, into gear set, gear set up in this podcast. It's too, it's too complicated to try and do just with my voice, <laughs> you know, maybe someday there'll be a video about it, but there's already a gajillion YouTube videos about, um, about that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, if you're really concerned about it go ahead and, and you can watch some of those videos, but uh, so as far as that goes, that's pretty much what it is. Um, I love the Chevy housings cause the tube tubes are nice and thick. The, um, housing has lots of ribbing. It's very sturdy. Um, you know, and then in a spring over you're using flat top knuckles and all that stuff. It's just a really, really beefy, solid front end. The scout twos had the narrowest, the thinnest wall tube of all of the, 44s out there and it's just too it's too thin you're packing around all that weight all that weight of that sv up there probably be all right if you had an ls or a four-cylinder but now with a v8 international motor and so um you know that's why i really just think that's the best way to go about doing that um you know guys that want to stay spring under but want something heavier duty, you know, Wagoneer axle is only uh, a half inch wider than Scout 2. So they're very close. Uh, I, I recommend those a lot to people with the 800s that want to put 44s under their 80 or 800. Use a Wagoneer front end because it's still spring under. It's only half inch wider than a Scout 2 um, and all the same shit in there. So And it's got better caster out of the box as well. So... Um, 
as far as scout two axles go, the cut and turns on them, way more straightforward. Grind all the weld out, being careful not to gouge the tubes because they're already thin. Uh, grind it till you see the visible crack open up. Um, you know, you can actually, if you do it right, you can see the heat from grinding will create a, a line where the two metals heat differently and you can see it. Uh, and so then you just grind out the, the weld all the way around. You fixture the shit out of it so you can beat on it with a hammer and not chase it around the garage. Um, you know, I've got some sawhorses that are very heavy and the way we clamp them down and that I have an actual fixture that I have for it. But anyway, um, you know, and then you just take your angle finder and whatever it is, whatever the angle is, doesn't matter because you're just, you're adding, you know, five degrees of negative caster just that's it so if your angle finder says 10 just knock it back to 15 whatever that's all don't overthink it just you're beating five more degrees of caster into it and then you weld them back on if you're not comfortable in your welding abilities uh or your uncle brothers next door neighbors cousins that's just got a fucking harbor freight mig box with flux core wire then um you know maybe you should find a professional um and in the meantime if you're going to transport the axle somewhere i would really recommend taking a sharp sharpie or scribe or something and scribing a couple lines across the 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 end of the c and the axle tube so that if it does get bumped in transport and knocked out of its alignment you can tap it back to where it needs to be. And it takes some force. This this isn't just like, you know, tapping it around with a friggin' claw hammer. Like, you need some muscle and some weight. You know, you're swinging a four-pound sledge hard to get that thing to come apart. So, um, so yeah. So, take it to a certified welder. Not even certified. Just somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. And, uh, and then you should be able to have them welded up real good and then bolt it back into your scout and reassemble and you know while you got it apart it's a great opportunity to check the uh, u-joints and the shafts to do wheel seals pack wheel bearings it might be time for new ball joints throw some ball joints at it throw just do a front-end service like i really recommend everybody do that if they're gonna do a cut and turn because when people call me they're like oh my scout drives like shit I don't know what to do. And I say, how old are the ball joints? What does the front end look like? And it's always the same. They're always super fucking crusty. They're always wore out, you know, and, and it's, uh, and it's the same thing. Oh, the owner swears he just did them. But then you look at him and they yeah, he just did them five years ago. So, you know, if you're going to go the trouble to the cut and turn, you might as well start with the whole fresh front end, ball joints, wheel bearings, seals, Brakes, even if you're, you know, they're worn or questionable, throw brakes at it. Clean out the locking hubs, re-grease them lightly. Don't overdo it. it. Drives me nuts when you take apart a, a locking hub and it's just packed full with grease. And it's no wonder it's impossible to turn. You know, the dial's just seized from all the grease. Do not use solvents when you're cleaning that locking hub. There's O-rings in there, and when they get 
solvent on them, they swell up. And then they lock the dial in and you can't turn it at all. And then you got to take it all apart and get a new O-ring and the whole thing. And it's a pain in the butt. So do not use solvents on your uh, locking hubs. Um, but yeah, I would just, you know, cut and turn is a great uh, excuse to do a lot of other maintenance that probably needs to get done. And then, uh, then finally, when it's all done, thrown in, take it down to your local alignment shop, try to find an old shop. Um, don't take it to a chain store or anything like that. Go to, go to, uh, you know, Joe's alignment and you know, that they'll be able to work with what you bring in. They're not just going to pull up the alignment specs for a scout and then try to line you up because their books say you have zero degrees of caster and you don't, you've got five. So, you know, the toe and all that stuff is going to have to be set accordingly because the toe measurements will be different with five degrees of caster. So um, hopefully that was informative and and you guys learned something and it's not too terribly dry. I know it's dry enough, but um, thank you for listening. I'm hoping uh, we start cranking out some more of these, get some special guests, get uh, we're getting ready for nationals, uh, Troy, Ohio, uh, August 16th, 17th, 18th, we're taking a trailer load of shit and good stuff, taking tons of t-shirts. We're going to take the podcast on the road. You'll probably, you know, you want to be on the podcast? Well, let me know. We can sit down and, uh, we can do an interview anyway. Thank you again. Thanks for all the Patreon support. Thanks for all the likes, the shares, the subscribes. Please tell your friends. And, uh, till next time I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. Thank you.